Hey folks, episode four of the 15 Minute Coffee podcast. I am Drew and I'm joined here with Alan. Today with the absolute pleasure of sitting down and having a chat with Andy Mackin. Andy has an extremely impressive array of experiences, which include being founder and CEO of a group of companies called Mackin Group, as well as spending 21 years in the Navy, which has taught him many valuable lessons, which he was kind enough to talk to us about today. We covered a range of topics in this episode, from the importance of sticking to your morals to how emotional intelligence is underrated in the business world. So without further ado, let's get right into it. All right, folks, joined here with Andy Mackin. How's it going, Andy? How's it, how's it like uh, managing a group of companies during COVID? <laughs> It's managing a group of companies anytime, Andrew. Yeah, it, it, it's like anything else. It has its ups and its downs. Oh, of course. Uh, I'd say we'll just jump into the first question here now. Me and Alan have obviously talked to you before through our college, like through different events. And I think the fastest realization we probably all made on the call was how genuine and humble you are when you're talking about your journey and your success. I was just wondering, are there any particular morals which you hold close to your chest to keep you from letting all that you've achieved get to your head? Um, yeah, probably my father would probably kick my backside if I, if I stepped out of line and, and started to get Charlie big, big shoes, you know? Um, no, I, I think like all through my career, even when I was in the Navy I go back then, I, I, my one philosophy in life was always treat people like you'd like to be treated yourself. Um, and if you can aspire to that kind of standard, I think you'll be good no matter what you do. Um, and we hold the true in, in Mac and anyway, and our number one core value in the company is relationships matter and that goes from the client to the to, to the staff to the candidates we take on you know looking for jobs or whatever it may be uh, but we, we we hire and fire based on that number one key value yeah i think it's a it's such a simple motto but it definitely has a lot of value in it there's a reason that it's sort of you know, i know everyone says cliche it sort of gets thrown around but cliches are cliches for a reason and it's good mm. to keep that there yeah, and I think you, you, you'll find as well, uh, Andrew, sometimes, like, I remember I was ch- chatting with a guy in a bar in Seattle one time, and I was telling him, like, our business model in terms of, like, it's the relationship matter is key, and he goes, that is actually so simple, um, but he says, it's amazing how many people just get that wrong. Mm. He says, you're on, you're on to a winner. If you, if, you, if you can scale with that, he says, you're on to a winner. But uh, sort of going on from that there, in relation to keeping a level head as you began to succeed... When you began the Mackin Group with your first company back in 2004, did you ever expect to achieve the level of success you've had today? And like when you started to get nominated for like Entrepreneur of the Year in 2020, how how do you handle that sort of like clarification that you're you're doing something right and that you're you're making something of a company or a group mm. of companies in your case? The the short answer is no. And so when I started, when I started the business back in 2004, it was genuinely just, this is something that I'd like to do when I leave the Navy. Um, and that's, that was, that was as much as I was thinking at the time. I was like, I mean, I don't think you can ever look down 20, 20 years down the line and say, yeah, oh, I'm going to have a group of companies and I'm going to be this and I'm going to be that. That wasn't in my nature anyway. It was get out, do what I, do what I can to, to get the business up and running um, and then see where it goes. And I think if you say yes often enough, eventually you, you start getting success. In terms of the accolades, um, I think our, like our, our first award was back in 2017 when we got the uh, Cork um, Business Association's uh, Cork Company of the Year. 
and uh, that was kind of I said, I love, but that was kind of cool, you know, because it was it was like it was a whole team effort, and we were all there for the awards night and stuff, and it was kind of like really, it was more about them than all the work that they had put in. I mean, I'm just the face of the company a lot of the time, um, so that was really cool. But then, obviously, as you go on, the Business All Star Foundation, we we got um, best international company two years in a row, first time that ever happened in their awards. Then we got nominated for EY last year, and I think it's just. Um, just recognition for how the company has moved along on its journey and um, uh, people obviously notice then as well because i mean obviously as you get more coverage in the newspapers or you get more in media people say oh what about this company this company but for the ey thing i mean i was i was blown away with that because it was actually uh, a person i know through business actually nominated the company and i didn't know they nominated me until they actually ey actually rang me and asked me was i happy to go forward so <laughs> but it's nice. It's nice to have that kind of third party, external kind of body, uh, kind of stamping their seal of approval, saying, "Yeah, this is a good company." Like, mm, I definitely think what you said there about starting off. A lot of people, whether it's a business or not, when they want to go for something that they want to achieve, it's very easy to go. Say, if you're starting to lose weight, say it's very easy to picture yourself six stone down the line, or you know, you picture yourself at where you want to be. But sometimes you just got to work on what you have at your disposal at the moment and how you can get mm. better and just sort of build off from that. Absolutely. And I, I follow a guy in the States, actually, a business mentor, a guy called Darren Hardy. And he always says, like, never look at the top of the stairs. Just look at the first step. And don't look at the top of the mountain. Just look at the first step. Because if you take enough baby steps along the way, you'll end up at the top of the mountain eventually. I mean, and success isn't a one week or one month or one year thing. It is a 15, 20, 25, 30 year yeah, plenty of bad days, plenty of good days, I'm sure. As Absolutely, well. <laughs> yeah. Do you take the good bit? Well, the, the bad days are, are really good because you learn from them. Mm. Like, I, I would say there's more bad days than good days in terms of success, or you know, like if you're applying like failure to success. Um, and that failures can it doesn't have to be catastrophic failure, it could be something stupid losing a client or one of the guys making a, a feck up of an order or something like or whatever it may be. <laughs> but I mean, you learn from that, and you put a process in place, and you, and you tweak that, and okay, we're not going to make that same mistake again so that's all part of the learning process and you you do enough of those iterations over the years you've refined and fine fine tune your 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 kind of operate your operation to a point whereby it's just humming along nicely until something else goes wrong and then you fix that and you learn from that and you move on again i mean that's just that's business that's that's what i've mm. seen anyway andrew you know i mean i i didn't have a business back uh, background when, when i when i was in the navy so, so i it, this was completely new to me when i when i started off yeah and you're you're on about uh the Navy there obviously you've had an extremely interesting past and although you're doing amazing things in the business world I think it's important to remember all the f fantastic work you did before even starting a company such as the Navy when it comes to expanding your business and entering a new country as you've done several times now or when it comes to signing up for the Navy obviously these are huge steps in anyone's life when taking these steps how do you handle that mix of nervousness or maybe even fear and excitement anyone feels when making a change in their life and what advice would you give to our listeners who know they want to do something they believe in but keep holding off from taking the plunge due to that fear just lean into it <laughs> just lean into it because our brains are magnificent things in that they will do everything to stop you from doing anything that's not normal if you're if you're deviating from the the the, the normal kind of you know mindset that we're supposed to have it'll it'll throw everything in your way like it like it's like getting up in the morning like 
he'd say, oh, should I hit the snooze? Have five minutes instead of just getting your feet on the floor and doing what you want to do and get the extra five minutes in a day, you know, that, that kind of thing. So I would say just, yeah, if, if they believe in it, absolutely just go for it. I mean, I did loads of things at the start that, that scared the crap out of me. And that's been honest. Um, but like you're rewarded down the line for the, for, for the, the steps you take. And it's not about bravery or anything. It's just, if you believe in it and you love it and you want to do it, and you, the only thing that's stopping you is this, the head. So, mm. I mean, and you can make as many excuses as you like, but I mean, if you fuel the fire from the brain that's making the excuse, you get loads of excuses to stop you from doing it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think with things like that there, you can be your own worst enemy for sure. And Absolutely. And even adding on from that there, like when you go to do something new, I don't think there's anyone who likes being bad at something. And even as you start a new job or something, it's terrifying at the beginning because you go into somewhere new and you have no idea what you're doing. Like no one mm. else ever does. If they're starting something new, like how, how are you meant to know? And it's very hard dealing with that there and like getting that hit to your ego that, oh, you're great at the thing you did the last time, but the, the next thing isn't going to be the same. Like you've got to have to work. No, but I think, you have to be, I think you have to be comfortable with being mm. crap every now and then. I mean, again, that goes back. That's all part of the learning process. I mean, um, and, I, and I think nobody should ever feel that they can't um, be bad enough to be failing at something because that's the learning process that's going to make you better down the line. So like anything new that you're doing, you're not going to be great at it. I mean, I could, when I joined the Navy, I couldn't march. <laughs> I couldn't put my left foot in front of my right properly. I thought it was just walking, but I mean, marching and walking are completely two different things. And um, But you're, you're trained and you're trained eight hours a day on the square. Like all of a sudden, two or three weeks down the line, it's like you never didn't march before. Like, you know, so it's the same as a new job. I mean, you go in and as you said, you're nervous and you're, you're afraid of your life to make a mistake. But I mean, you will make a couple of mistakes, but like three or four weeks in, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm getting the hang of this now. And then you'll, you'll, you'll lean into it a little bit more. So you, you just have to do it. I mean, you just have to make the choice. Like if you, if you like something or you want, you're passionate about something, just go for it, lean into it. So I suppose going back to your days in the Navy, uh, 21 years was Andy, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, 21 years, yeah. Yeah. And um, so I suppose when you're doing something that long, you must pick up habits, values or learnings. I assume you've brought into your new your new life as a CEO of a multi-million dollar group. Yeah, and I, th- I think I was telling somebody recently, um, Alan, I, I was on a podcast with somebody and they asked me something similar. And I said, like, I, I actually didn't realize a lot of the strengths that I had actually picked up or traits that I picked up in the Navy until I actually found myself in business. But yeah. like the number one one would, did, would be discipline. Just that ability ability to see something true and i think discipline is kind of bandied about a, a, a lot where, where people think oh, they, they just associate kind of getting smacked on the wrist or being put out of a job but discipline is not is not it's the discipline to see something true it's the discipline to get that mindset that you're actually going to finish the job or you're going to start a job or you're, you're you're going to make that shift to a new career it's just making the choice that the discipline and then see it through like don't don't wilt um, so that would have been that would have been one of the key ones, and then just like working in different teams, understanding personalities. Um, uh, I, I think it's it's easy to to kind of throw those to the side and think, you know, like understanding people. That's not really important, but it, it's everything in business. Like yeah, mm. you have to understand your Absolutely. client, you have to understand your staff, um, and you you learn to work in teams, you learn to work individually, you learn to work on projects. Um, so you, yeah, you learn a lot of stuff. I mean, and again, like I said, a lot of it I didn't really appreciate until I actually started my second career. And you can see that definitely, had I not had that, I'm not saying I wouldn't have succeeded, but it would have been an awful lot harder not having those traits. 
Yeah, I suppose it's a case of you look back and then you connect the dots. Steve Jobs said that, wouldn't it? Like yeah, you never look, yeah. you never, you can never look forward and jo- join the dots. It's only when you look back, you, you can mm-hmm, see absolutely the progress. Yeah, absolutely. So, so it's going on from that, um, you mentioned there your relationship with people. So I've, I've spoken to a number of your peers and Magnate 100, so Gareth Flower, etc. Gareth, and yeah. they, all, they all had great words to say. So I suppose is your personality and um, your emotional intelligence something you've worked on or is it something that's always come naturally to you? That's a hell of a question, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the best questions I've been asked, Alan. It's <laughs> um, a good sign. That is a good, that is a really good question. I would like to think that I've been genuine enough and humble enough, like from my, from my growing up, I was always taught to treat people with respect. I, like you'd have got a clip in the ear back in the in the early seventies mm. so if you stepped out of line. And I'm not saying that in a bad way, but like I think we were always taught like P's and Q's, please, thank you. Um, you know, give a compliment where it's due, you know, hold the door open, just treat people the way you like to be treated yourself. And I think obviously your emotional intelligence intelligence improves over the years as you get to understand people, characters, traits. But I've definitely in the, in the in the latter years, like definitely in the last five or six years, have probably tuned into that more and 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 read up on it and, and tried to understand it a little bit a little bit more because I think it's so important in business to understand uh, where everybody fits into your organization, where your clients, how they sit in terms of their their roles within their organizations, and then how you can actually help those. But like the biggest part of it, a lot of that for me anyway, is just li- listening. And people mm-hmm. I find in business and you don't listen enough. I, a lot of salespeople, you will find they'll, they'll listen for two minutes and they'll try and finish your sentence. I mean, that's, that gets my goat. <laughs> I just like, if you're in with a client, sit down and let them talk. Because if you, if you let them talk and give them that little extra 30 or 40 seconds after they finish the sentence, they'll inevitably will add something else in that's a pain point or they're having trouble with it. And say, look, I can actually help you with that. So it, it creates opportunities within itself. But I think, yeah, the ability to listen is huge on the, emo- the emotional intelligence side. And I, prob- I probably didn't do a lot of that when I was in the Navy. I would have been probably that guy who nearly finished a sentence for you, but definitely under- understood the the importance of not doing that and leaving people talk and then being able to, to be able to find and uh, help them with whatever solution they needed. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I suppose it's a case of when you realize that it's such a big advantage in business, you kind of you can hone in on it and you can improve on it then. Mm. absolutely and i think it's 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 probably um way down the pecking order in terms of what, what people foresee it as a value but i, I mm. it would be one of my top ones absolutely without a shadow of doubt yeah. but I, I think if you can hold through if you can hold true to just treating people you know with respect it comes back in spades yeah i think uh i feel like people sort of have it in their heads when they start in business like you know, you've got to be that tyrant that, you know, the people underneath you fear, so they respect you. You don't have to do that at all. If you treat people decently and you, they want the same things you want for the business, oh, that absolutely. there's Andrew. definitely yeah. a good thing. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And, I, and, I, like, and I've, seen, I, I've seen guys in business, uh, like the tyrants and, and the really obnoxious guys and the, and the really guys that treat their, their, their staff like crap. And I, I just never wanted to be that type of person. Um, and a lot of them over the years had said to me, oh, you'll never... You never really build a big company like if you don't like you have to you you're the guy leading but you can lead in so many different ways mm-hmm. um it's there's <laughs> it's very very easy to lead a company by yourself but you just you have to have people behind you you know and if you don't bring them with you you haven't got a company i don't know if you ever heard uh, warren buffett's quote uh, it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it 
Yeah, but I've heard of it. Yeah. How important is your reputation to you? And have you had a have you made a conscious effort to work on it and build it? Yeah, I think it's huge. I think it's very very like your your reputation to, to me folds into your credibility, and your credibility is what people will say about your company when they do business with you, or what they think about when they look at your brand over a door or on a letterhead or in an email. Um, I I have worked on it. I, I think it's important to that if you're building a brand, um. And like that's what we did. Like, I mean, obviously, Mackie Consultancy as the EHS business but was there for for a long time before we just kind of dropped the consultancy and just turned into to, to Mackin and then the Mackin Group. But I think if you don't protect it and you don't look at it in a way that ultimately it's your name over the door or it's you're the CEO of of that brand, um, it it can fall apart very very quickly. I think, and I think Warren Buffett is spot spot on. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of hard work building a business, and it's. A lot of people don't see the, the the daily grind stuff. They'll see the the article in the Sunday Times or the the, the five minutes of fame on the EY entrepreneur, but they don't look at the the fifteen or twenty years it took you to get there. Going on to our our final questions, which we we usually ask everyone the same questions, but we changed it a wee bit for you because uh, I noticed on your LinkedIn the last year you partook in the twelve books in twelve months challenge, and you've continued that challenge going into twenty twenty one, and every week. We ask our guests if they can think of one book in particular that they think contributed to their success. So I was wondering, what was your highlight from doing these challenges? And would you recommend that our listeners take up any reading challenges to help them succeed? Um, yeah, the reading challenge was something I did for myself. I mean, I, I think probably, Andrew, before I started that challenge last year, I probably would have read maybe three, four, possibly five books in the previous five or six years. I wasn't an avid reader. Um, but I, I just I just felt that if I'm going to try and differentiate myself, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, in terms of if 95% of the people are doing this and they're not successful, I want to be doing what the 5% are doing to be successful. And they all seem to be into, they, they read more often, they meditate, they you know like they only feed their brains with positive motivational and inspirational stuff. So I said, okay, the best way I can do this now is, is just read, try and read a book every month. So I put it in my calendar, half an hour every morning so after um, I, I meditate in the morning for 15-20 minutes half an hour depending on what it is what I listen to and then I read half, for half an hour and literally set my phone 30 minutes read um, and inevitably every month last year I finished the book in a month so and that's only Monday to Friday I don't read it the weekend unless I want to pick it up if it's really really good and I, and I feel like I'm missing out on something I, I, I might read, read a bit but generally Monday to Friday but it's in my schedule so then once it's in the calendar for me, I can't not do it because that's part of my day. Um, and I was surprised how easy it was. In terms of the one book for last year, um, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. It's such a simple, simple book, um, but like nuggets of gold in there. And I think his, his other book, actually, The Entrepreneur's Roller Coaster, for anybody who's starting a business or thinking of starting a business, there's some nuggets of gold in there as well. Mm. I think I I didn't actually know that you created the challenge yourself. I just assumed it was a challenge. Yeah, no, I actually, I like, don't know if I did. I mean, I'm claiming it now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Mackin's twelve months, oh, twelve books and twelve months challenge now. But it's sort I just of that. It, it was an, I was sorry, Andrew. I just thought it was an easy thing to do. Like it, it didn't seem too mm. onerous, and I was trying to give myself a challenge that my brain wasn't going to fight too much. But I mean, it, it it was it was brilliant. I was delighted I did it, and I've kicked it off again this year, and I'm enjoying it. You know, mm. and it sort of goes back to like. A lot of people will start reading, say, and they'll be like, oh, I want to get a book a week or something like that there. And they've, they haven't read for years. And mm. it's all about them small steps. One book every month. 
half an hour a day isn't actually that much. But when you get 12 books a year, that's 12 books more than you would have read. And that's a lot of information. That's a lot of lessons. Oh, absolutely. And I think the month the month is good as well, is it? Because it allows you to seek or let, let the information seep into the brain. Mm. So you can mm. actually, you can even flick back a chapter and say, oh, you almost just read that one, that one line again. Or what was that quote he said? Or uh, what was that little tip he gave? I think we should, if you can speed read all you want and do a three, but you you won't you won't finish twelve months if you do that. I mean, mm. genuinely, I, I don't think you will anyway. Or the people that do are, are rare enough. But if you're looking for like the the ordinary dose open like myself or like who hadn't read an awful lot, I think half an hour a day is very achievable for everybody. Yeah, definitely. It's just a, a little bit. Just sort of chipping away. And uh, a bit of useless information. I heard one one guy a speaker saying once, if you did one hour a day for five years. And with your chosen field of expertise, you'll be a national expert. Yeah, that's, that's an awful lot. <laughs> but uh, not, like, and you think like an hour a day, like what could you do in an hour? You know, yeah. Well. yeah. Like a lot that's, of people spend an hour a day sitting on their phone doing nothing when they mm-hmm. could have been doing anything else to improve themselves. Like, Yeah. And I think we're like, we're creatures of habit as well. So, I mean, it's very easy to get into those kind of um, easy habits of just sitting down and watching Netflix for three hours. Or, and I mean, don't get me wrong. I watch my bit of Netflix here and there as, <laughs> as well. Um, but during the during the week, Monday to Friday, I try not to um, not to deviate too much because I think it's so easy to get sucked into all the the negative stuff and the stuff that's just going to, as you said, stop you from doing something else that's going to be more important to you down the line, whether it be personal development or improving your business. Uh, so I suppose la- last lastly, uh, we'll um, leave you with a question we always ask: Do you have any advice that you think is crucial for people who want to follow their dreams, whether their dreams be business related or otherwise? Have I any advice? I hate giving advice. And <laughs> it always comes. I remember, I mean, Andy unsolicited that podcast. Unsolicited yeah. advice. No, I would say, like, I, I suppose, Alan. If, yeah, if I was, to, if I was to give the one piece of advice, it would be just don't give up on it. Um, I mean, if you look at a lot of the success stories over the years, it's guys that never give up on their dream. They just kept pushing and pushing, and eventually they made the breakthrough. Um, and it can be hard sometimes if you're getting a lot of pushback, a lot of negative feedback. But if you believe in it, if you're relentless and you lean into it, I think ultimately you, you you will get there. Now, sometimes sometimes it doesn't work out, and that's and I think that the the thing to do there is okay. That's I'm, that's this is not for me. What else would I like to do? And then lean into that. Inevitably, you'll get you you will get there. But you have to. It's it's work ethic. You have to put it in. And definitely, as you said there, if you are working towards something that's not working out your dream can deviate in so many different ways. Like if you want to start a business, say the business doesn't work. Like we had a guest on last week, Devin Hughes, who said the average entrepreneur, I think it was seven. He tries seven times for a startup. And like mm. a lot of people will have one failure, go away from it, but you can deviate into a different path and different business. Or if it's not business related, like it could be anything, but you're just be doing the wrong thing. So you shouldn't just give up based on that. No, and I think a lot of the time as well, Andrew, and I'm a firm believer is there is some energy force out there, whether it be God, Allah, the universe, <laughs> the, the power, whatever you want to call it. There is something. I mean, I do believe we're all connected in some way. And that little iteration and saying, look, this isn't for you. You know, just try this. Just go shift. I mean, the, the, what's the analogy? If you shift one degree, I mean, it's nothing when you're here with your two hands by your side at one inch, but you move it one inch and then yeah. move it out as you're driving along. It's a, it's like miles apart, you know. Mm. So it comes yeah. back to the, the yeah. compound effect again. Exactly, that's exactly the yeah. compound effect. Yeah. And I think one of the analogies to give: if a plane leaves Los Angeles and it's one degree off New York, it's going to end up in the Atlantic somewhere, mm. you know. So, like, yeah. it doesn't seem a lot when you start off, but over the course, it, it can be the difference. And 
the same way for making little iterations and, and little changes or fine-tuning your business along the way. When you make the fine-tune, it doesn't mean that it's going to be brilliant this week, next week, or next month. But two years down the line, that little change could be huge. You know, so that's that's the way I look at it. No, well, that's all our questions. I'm going to thank you for coming on, Andy. I think we had a, a definitely a good lesson on just taking them small steps and making sure they're the right steps and you're going in the right direction. And uh, if there's, a, there's a lot of value in that they're sort of simple mottos, simple lessons that people just sort of forget about and take them for granted. But I think the simple stuff is always forgotten <laughs> about because the... The guys that make a living out of the, out of doing this like like the complicated and, and they want you to follow them and, and but a lot of the time it is it is the boring stuff it is doing the mundane stuff the simple stuff yeah well a fantastic lesson to end the episode on so i'm gonna thank everyone for listening i'm gonna thank you andy for coming on giving us your time it was a absolute very, pleasure. very nice of you <laughs> no, no, absolute right, pleasure. So. and anytime guys